0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. (music) Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for February 19th, 2009. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. As we do every week, we'll be taking your voicemails and reading your emails on the show. And just to do the usual spiel, if you'd like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can fill out the feedback form on our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Or you can call us toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 1-877-310-9662. I would uh, love to tell you the toll-free numbers for the U.K. and Australia, but I don't have them in front of me, but they are on our podcast main page as well. So uh, also just to remind everybody that uh, once a month we select one person at random whose email or voicemail we play on the show. That person gets a shot at the Prismatron. And lots of good prizes in there to win. And if we do read your email or play your voicemail on the show, you get your choice between a Diz Unplugged T-shirt or a pin and lanyard. So go ahead and send us your voice. We had a lot of voicemails while I was away. I was surprised by the number I came home to. So uh, that's always nice. Love to hear your voicemails. You can also record your voicemail if you don't want to call it in. You can record it uh, at home. We've got a, uh, a great tutorial on the site that will step you through that. And we certainly prefer those for their sound quality, their better sound quality. So multiple ways to reach us, ask us questions, comments on the show, suggestions for the show, compliments, complaints, whatever you got. Call it in. And uh, with that, we will go ahead and get started. And our first voicemail this week comes to us from one of our listeners down under in Australia. Her name is Tracy, and she has some comments for the show.
1: Hi, Pete and the podcast crew, including Kevin the Pirate. This is Tracy calling from the great southern DVC land of Australia. We're a bit battered and bloodied at the moment, in case you've heard of the fires, so we're not the wide brown land, we're a bit on the black side. Anyway, I was listening to some of your old episodes and Pete talking of how he'd love to come to Australia there's a few cultural issues I'm not sure you quite get we don't all just jump on our, on crocodiles <laughs> or have bingo eat our babies anyway <laughs> I've sent through a couple of DVDs hopefully you will find interesting and cultural examples of Australia the castle and the original Kath and Kim hope you do enjoy them and if it gives Kevin a bit of something entertaining to listen to while he's stuck at home. Anyway, Pete, we'd love to see you guys come down to Australia. The exchange rate is good for Americans at the moment. There's a really wide variety of food. We're currently a bit flooded and burnt, but we'll get over that soon, and we do hope to see you all very soon Maybe if you even organise a meet in one of the Australian cities, and I bet all the Aussies will come. Anyway, hope you like the video. This is Tracy, Tesca K on the board. See you now. Bye.
0: Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Tracy. Appreciate the, uh, the voicemail and the invitation down to Australia. One of these days I will get down there, I promise. It is uh, certainly one of my. Uh, uh, one of my lifelong goals. As a matter of fact, we were chatting about that right before I shot the fireworks video in the Magic Kingdom. We were talking to a couple from New Zealand and uh, talking about how much we want to get down there. And we are, we are very much aware of the fires and hope everybody down there is doing well. I know that uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty severe.
2: Some a couple hundred people here. have died.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's sad. really severe. And uh, some sad stories that we're seeing here, so we hope Ken, everybody's you ma- safe.
2: you
3: mentioned you said, the last you heard, they thought it was started with arson. I heard that yes. somebody had been questioned
4: or arrested. I'm not sure about arson charges.
0: Mm. Oh. Well, that person's going to do a lot of time in jail if that was the case. They should be burned. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Slowly. Very slowly.
4: The big thing we're seeing here is that um, firefighter with the koala.
0: Oh, yeah. That picture's Smaller unreal. Yeah.
4: Giving him his water bottle,
0: yeah. And the koala holding his hand—that was really cute, yeah. So, hope everybody down there is uh, is safe.
3: What she say? Not every dingo eats every baby, or something. <laughs> yeah. like that. Our dingoes don't eat our babies.
4: <laughs> you can't even hear that without laughing. I know. Them.
0: And we have not received your videos yet, but we look forward to getting them. I would, uh, I'll enjoy watching them. So, and as soon as I can get down there, uh, first real good opportunity I get because the airfare is not that bad you can get round trip on Qantas for like twelve thirteen hundred bucks a person
4: well, the you were is. complaining about flying from California
0: that yeah. that's the problem for me is that that flight is
4: it takes a, seven days to get back from Australia it's crazy
0: <laughs> it's crazy it's like going to Mars <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you gotta get
3: a rocket <laughs> you,
0: know, you gotta weird. get a space suit but uh I love how she points out that you know they got lots of different types of food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She knows how to appeal
4: uh, to us. Come on. Appeal to, the, <laughs> appeal to the
0: fat guy with the food. Yeah. Good good move. But uh, now I appreciate you calling, Tracy. Thanks very much. Uh, who has an email they'd like to read? I'll read one. Go ahead.
5: Kate. It's from John Shar from Baltimore, Maryland. Hey guys. Just wondering if any of you have ever come across an ambulance during your trips to Disney. I have heard rumors that they are camouflaged to look like parade floats, but I can't seem to find any answers to this, one way or the other. What?
6: <laughs> <laughs> they throw band aids off instead of beads.
4: <laughs> don't you think we would notice if our errant parade float went flying through the Magic Kingdom? You know, they,
0: they, they don't uh, they don't always make it onto the air, but you know, you guys know we some of the emails we get are, are just downright bizarre. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, yeah, I, I, if there was an ambulance camouflaged, I think I'd probably have a picture of it.
4: Hang on, but. Snow White. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We're almost there. We have an emergency. <laughs> no, but ambu- I've seen ambulances on property all the time. Right. They won't be in their park. They'll never come into a park because they'll park backstage, and then the paramedics will come in through. We have seen paramedics. And
4: paramedics parks. Right. They do the park. have
5: different bases in the parks right. that they come out with their like little cart and their. They, they just par- keep
0: it backstage a lot. Yeah, I also understand the uh, paramedics are disguised as uh, Chippendale. <laughs> that
3: explains why there's
0: so many of them.
5: <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if they did that? Yeah. You know, you're laying there, and all of a sudden, Chippendale come up to.
0: <laughs> I'd be thinking I was having a flashback.
5: <laughs> John affectionately
4: refers to them as filler characters. <laughs> they are filler characters.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Who else has an email I'd like to read? I have one.
7: This one is from. Mariana Sassy from Conjures, New York, says, Hello, all. I would like to su- suggest a review for the show. I've always wanted to visit Florida beaches, but since there are so many, I would not know where to start. I'm sure there's lovely and not so lovely areas.
0: Also, has Disney's... Oh, you're going to drag me to the beach, aren't you?
7: <laughs> also, has Disney's Vero Beach ever been reviewed? I don't think it has.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> I would love to stay there. You know, you people are the bane of my existence sometimes with these ideas. <laughs> Honest to God.
7: I would love to stay there since it's Disney, and I feel I could trust them for a good vacation. I did hear, however, that the beach is very small, and there's not much to do uh, in the way of activities. Thanks for all you do. I listen to you every day on the treadmill. Marianne.
3: Wow, some people listen on their iPod. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How do you get that in the car? <laughs>
3: Um, we've never officially reviewed Vero Beach. Kevin and I have stayed there, so maybe one day we'll do a review from there. But beautiful resort. Um, it's it's a, in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's a little different because that's your vacation is actually staying at the resort. There's not a theme park nearby. There's not much to do nearby. I know that Grand
0: Villas is stunning. The
3: Grand Villas are beautiful. Their beach. It, he, you're absolutely right. The beach is very small. As a matter of fact... It's long. It's very long, but I think during low tide, you may have four or five feet of beach. Yeah. And then high tide comes in, and you pretty have no beach whatsoever.
4: Bureau Beach is also a very residential little town. Um, as a matter of fact, I used to work with a gentleman who was born in Florida, and he called it Zero Beach. Um, there's not a lot to do. There's, I think, a miniature golf course and a movie theater. I mean, there's not—it's not like one of the big beach resorts that Pinch
0: you would, me. <laughs> pardon me pinch me miniature <laughs> in a movie theater <laughs> we actually found a
4: gourmet deli and had dinner one night on our balcony and that was our the highlight of our trip so it's a nice resort but it's very very quiet
0: well obviously walter's reading it because he wants to go to beaches and
3: you know we've talked about beaches a couple times there's daytona beach which is one of the more popular beaches here. It's we a enjoy, very it very
6: commercial. Yeah, beach. very commercial. This too. Kind of, kind of,
3: but but Daytona is like one of those things when you think of I want to go to a, a Florida a, beach. a Florida beach because of the excitement and the number of people.
6: We
5: go the, to Cocoa Beach a lot. We do
6: too. Cocoa, yeah. There's a yeah. section spread. called Jetty Park mm-hmm. where you pay to park, but it's really nice. If they keep it clean. There's bathrooms. The problem
4: rooms. with um, uh, Cocoa Beach is that there's that huge drop off just offshore. It goes from like three feet to
3: twelve feet. That's why they have all the problems with the uh, the, the the and, riptides okay. and stuff. The
0: there's other reason you'll never get me on a really in the ocean <laughs> or on a beach here is because the number of people who get eaten alive by sharks they in They get bit by sharks. They don't get eaten coast. alive by giant amoebas. Um, <laughs> I like the this beach giant is the shark bread. eating amoebas.
7: Missmerna Beach at the jetties I think it's the shark bite capital of the world. Actually, yeah, so it's let's down go a little there.
4: further is it Fort Pierce or Fort Port St. I don't know there's that inlet. Um Ponson Ponson inlet and all you have to do is watch the news here in Florida when the planes fly over the coastline, and you can see the sharks in the water. Just about as Swarming. many as people. Swarming. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, Condé Nast Traveler or Traveling Leisure does some of the best beaches in the world. And the best beaches in Florida are in the Panhandle. And it's the best I think water. They, they call it Grayson's Beach. is supposedly the one that's the best. However, it's, you have to take a plane. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles to get there. And there's virtually nothing on the beach. There's no um, commercialism is at, all, at all. And it's supposedly the finest sand and the finest water in all of Florida. People say that about uh, the two islands down on the west coast also. Amelia Island and – No, that's up uh, north of um, Jacksonville. Um, I know what you mean. San- Sanibel. 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 Sanibel, Sanibel, Sanibel. 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 Now, those I, now I wasn't
0: Sanibel. impressed Sanibel. with. <laughs> yeah, I liked Sanibel. I liked the resort. It's so. a Shelley beach. But, you know, I, I, you know, Walter went and, like, got shells for me and stuff, and that was cool, and I still have Bob those. did, too.
4: He went to the store and bought bags of them.
0: <laughs> no, Walter uh, actually individually picked all these beautiful You're gonna shells. You're
5: going to have to tell me what beach that is, then, because I went down with buckets, because I heard this was the place to get shells. And I walked probably for miles and just found those little, you know...
4: You were in the wrong area. They I actually did. have something called the Sanibel Stu.:
5: I know. That's what I was. I was all excited. Yeah. I was going to get that. And it was like there was hardly anything. I mean, it was Kathy
4: like, was excited
3: about an affliction.
5: Mm-hmm. She was going to get Because I was going <laughs> to come home with these cool shells that I didn't have to go to a shell shop to buy.
3: The nice thing about coming to Walt Disney World, coming to Orlando, is you're smack dab in the middle of the state. You're an hour from either coast. And I think both, both coasts are beautiful. We enjoy mm-hmm.
6: Clearwater Beach go over by
4: Tampa. Yeah. Oh, and there's a little cute little area over there called Saint John's Payouts yeah, and stuff really like that. We go to Fort Desoto
5: Park. That's nice too.
6: <laughs> it's a little bit more of a drive to get there, but the water's nicer. The sand's white. It's not the, you know, rocky yeah. sand. It's
4: the gritty. On the East Coast, I prefer um, New Smyrna as opposed I to like, Daytona. You can yes. park. You can drive on the beach, but it's far less commercial. I always feel like I'm going to be run over
7: when I'm in Daytona.
5: Well, they drive on the beach. Those and, poor yeah. sea turtles. St. Augustine's <laughs> nice, too. My sister lives up there. We go to the beaches up there. It's nice.
7: Now, when it's open, uh, Cape Canaveral's nice. Mm-hmm. It's all uns- unspoiled. But you got to make sure there's no shuttle going off because they'll have it closed to the public.
5: But that's neat when you're on that beach and you look over and there's the shuttle sitting there on the launch pad. That's nice. But I think a
4: lot of people think about beaches because they think about California beaches or the beaches up and down the eastern seaboard. Canaveral National Seashore... If you don't have it with you, you You're can't not going get, to it. get it.
7: They do have um, toilets, yeah, and that's the only thing. They that's have. it. That's it. If you didn't bring it, you don't have it because it's all undeveloped.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for that email, Walter.
7: So we, we talked
3: about it. Now you don't have to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and there's Blizzard you. Beach. Yeah. Well, that's what I was <laughs> gonna say. Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. That's, that's not, not bad. bad. All right. Our next voicemail comes to us from one of our listeners in Southern California, Jay Darling who was uh, talking about the rain in Disneyland. So here's Jay. Hey,
1: Disunplug team. It's Jay up here and well, down here in Southern California. Well, Pete, you're right. Raining in Disneyland? Huh? Not so fun. Everyone's in every undercover area there is. It's been torrential rain all day today, February 16th. Uh, but I'm plowing through the parks and glad to report that the rain here does have some wonderful side effects. Like the longest line is 20 minutes at peter pan's light so if you're willing to brave the storms it's definitely well worth coming out here thanks guys bye
0: well thank you jay um for calling in i i concur that uh it does that's the one that was definitely the one upside of the rain was that it does empty out those parks and uh the locals don't come the locals like that it's gonna rain today i'm not coming if the locals don't come, you, it's a nice experience. I, I, I didn't mean that the way it came out. It's less crowded. It's less crowded. Um, nothing against the locals at all. Just it's less crowded. Because like I said, you know, that, we had, that one Saturday night we were there, we literally walked right on to Indiana Jones.
3: I understand you met some listeners out there.
0: No, some blogged about seeing us,
7: but they never came up yeah, to us. Yeah, they didn't oh. come up to us. Oh.
0: They were
4: stalking them in their natural habitat.
0: <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't hard to spot with the camera. Oh, I was the camera definitely gives me away because it's a big old honking. I wonder why. In the on um, shirt too. Yeah, the on yeah. shirt, the on-peat hat. <laughs> <Aunt
4: Pete. laughs> and he makes Walter carry that spotlight.
0: <laughs> and the applause machine <laughs> every time I walk into a room. Um. So yeah, I agree. Uh, it, but but just I don't know Southern California is much prettier when it's not raining. You know, I wrote in my Blizzard Beach article that you know if you could just hold out during a rain
6: closing because the the park empties out so much. You know, at a water park, you know it, it'll rain for about an hour and you you have to stay under a sh- under a shelter. That's and, Florida. You know, yeah.
3: Yeah, and that's not California.
4: Yeah, but which one of us would head out to a park in the rain?
5: Oh, I've done that, but I think we. Yeah, but going. I guess you want still, it still pertains. Though. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's
6: going to stay in a park or really yeah. want to go to a park. But
3: we it's... wouldn't, we wouldn't leave if it started to rain at Disney. And we were there. We would know enough that an hour later it would stop. Or in California, you said it didn't stop for five days. Oh, it just
0: it was like <laughs> it w- it was like God was punishing us. And oh no, we didn't build an ark. You know, so it was uh, it was like. Does it ever stop? Does it ever stop?
3: God was punishing you. She there was. was no concierge service. <laughs>
7: I'm telling you,
0: it's like we went to it, was hell. Hell. it was like, like a plague. It's like you read about this in the Bible. It was, it was like vacationing in the third world country. <laughs> and the hot tub was cold. It was raining, the hot tub was cold, and there was no concierge. Babies in baskets. <laughs> it was it was terrible. It's out there with the locusts. <laughs> you laugh, I'm traumatized. <laughs>
3: Plagues of Anaheim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again for that, Jay. Appreciate you calling in. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. No, you don't.
3: I do. Mine's from Aaron in Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, everybody. I have a question about the new Tables in Wonderland card. My wife and I previously had the Disney Dining Experience card in it and used it every time we were at Disney to have a nice sit-down meal at a deluxe resort restaurant. We would drive our car to the, to the resort we were going to be eating in and use their valet parking service since the fee was included as part of the Disney dining experience. We were once again at Disney in late January this year and ate at Narcoossee's at the Grand Floridian Resort where we used the Tables in Wonderland card for the discount and for the valet parking. After dinner, we went to retrieve our car from the valet parking attendant and she asked to see our receipt from dinner to to make sure we really did eat there. I've never been questioned about my receipt before when using the Disney Dying Experience card. Do you know if this is a new policy they've implemented to prevent people from parking at the resorts and then using Disney transportation to get into the parks? Any insight would be appreciated. Pete answered in the middle of my email. Yep. Yes, this is a new policy. I've never had it done.
0: The last, the last two times I've used it at a resort, uh, they've asked to see the receipt. So... You know, it's uh, uh, the Grand Floridian seems to be a lot more. Um, I think the, the monorail resorts are a bit more particular about it because it's easier to jump. Because it's easier monorail. to jump on the monorail. What's well, also the Kingdom. last? The,
4: Ma- the, the Grand Floridian is the last stop before the monorail right. before the Magic Kingdom too. So I guess that gets abused.
3: The only thing we've had asked of us when we've done this is they said, "Will you are you planning on staying more than four hours?" Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an odd we're question. We're very hungry. Yes, <laughs>
0: we're grazing tonight. Can
3: I say through two meals? So I don't know if that was part of it. If they thought we were going to stay longer, then they wanted proof that we really did eat there. But I've never had anybody ask for a receipt. But that's what they have to do, and that's what they have to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a great program, though. I mean, really can't say enough good things about that, that whatever they call it now, Tables in Wonderland or the Disney mm-hmm. Dining Experience, it's still 20% off everything, including your alcohol, yeah. which is unheard of.
4: We, we just, just re- renewed. I yeah. was just going to say the same thing. We just renewed our cards.
5: Oh I didn't. Because when you did the breakdown that one time about how much you had to spend, and we're like, mm. didn't really
3: seem like it was worth it. Yeah, uh, for us and the dining reviews. Well, yeah, and,
5: for you guys. And yeah,
3: all the stuff we do, it definitely worth definitely worth it.
4: We called up and renewed our card, and we—I I actually did it—and they told me it was going to take two to three weeks. And I think we had the card in under eight days.
3: Hmm. You have an option though that you can pick it up. Uh, at a guest services location, right? Right. So
4: and that
5: was something somebody asked about on the, the Diz. It's been a while since I've done it. Is there a mandatory tip on there? I mean, they do add the
4: tip, Yes, 18%. Because yeah. somebody
5: was recounting the fact that they tipped on top of that, so their waiter actually got a 38% Got to be tip. careful, yeah. Yeah. They're
3: going to do 18% of the pre-discounted amount, then they're going to take 20% off.
5: Now,
4: we have been places where... The server did not add the gratuity, and they get tipped better.
0: Yes, they do. Right? right. Yep. Uh, we always that. do.
4: Right. They, if they don't add the gratuity, we make sure that they make out better.
0: But something I want to I point out, I don't care what anybody's policy is. No gratuity is mandatory. You cannot be forced to pay gratuity. If the service you received is not worth 18% to you, you get a manager. And you tell them to either lower it or take it off the bill altogether. Um, That is a real big peeve of mine. A gratuity by its very definition is not mandatory. And I understand why Disney does this because there are a lot of people who don't tip. And a lot of these servers work off tips. I get it. I'm okay with that. 99.99% of the time, I'm more than happy to pay the 18%. In fact, if it wasn't put on, they'd be getting more. But okay. Uh but keep in mind also, if you are not happy with the service, you do not have to pay that 18%. That 18% is not does not appear on the uh uh does not appear on the menu. It's not part of the price. None of, you, it's a gratuity. You don't have to pay it.
4: Now, I actually was suggesting that you check I was going to suggest you check your um your receipt at the end to see if your server has done that because if they haven't then you by
3: all means should tip your server
6: they should tell you well but sometimes they they hope you don't notice yeah
3: in general i've always had people come over and say just want to let you know that i took the discount and we added the gratuity to it now what do you do in the case of like where disney now parties of six or more they add 18 percent.
0: again it's a gratuity It's a gratuity. It's not a service charge. It's a gratuity, and if they're going to call it a gratuity, then it has to be optional. And I'm sorry, this it's by it's very by the by the very definition of the word gratuity, it is an optional thing. It is not a requirement. You cannot be made to pay gratuity if the service you receive was substandard and you complain to a manager, it absolutely should be pulled off. And if a manager doesn't pull it off, then you get somebody else.
4: I'm of the feeling that it shouldn't get to the point where you've gotten your bill. If the service is substandard enough that you're going to request that the gratuity be removed, then that should have been done. Yeah, yeah. They should have been mm-hmm. given the opportunity to correct that.
0: Well, you see, if my problem with that is that and I know this is disgusting, and people joke about this, but it actually—I worked in restaurants. People, this does happen. You start complaining about the service, the next waiter you get's going to spit in your food. And I just—you know what? That's why if if that's an issue, I wait. I make my displeasure known on the gratuity. That's, now I can't tell you the last time I had to do that at Disney. I think I've only ever done it once.
3: You say I don't think there's—I think except for our. Uh, uh, What's that really bad experience we had? Captain Cook's, or yeah, Captain's Gallery, the Captain's Gallery, Captain's grill. grill. Except for that one, I don't think we've ever under tipped or ever said anything about our. Well, this
5: lady on the Diz said she had been to two restaurants before this and had over tipped, and the waiters there hadn't said anything, and it was the third place she went to that the waiter says, Do you realize that there's already an 18% tip?
3: That's an ethics question,
5: then. Right,
4: yeah. 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 Right. They yeah, should be telling people
3: that this is what's going on. But I think other than those questions, I love the Tables in Wonderland card. And especially, too, because of, like you said, valets free. So Yeah, that's yeah, a great program. Put that into your cost of dinner and your cost of going out. I think it's great.
0: Sure. All right. Thank you very much. Let, me, right.
6: let me go next because the whole tipping thing is a great segue into this email. Okay. It's in response to an uh, email we got last last week. Somebody was asking about um, if they could tip a cast member. And uh, Jacques, who's a former cast member, wrote in. It's kind of funny. Um, he's from Quebec. Quebec. Hi y'all, when I was being trained to work at La Calier, which back then was a buffeteria, a glorified term for cafeteria, we were told we were not allowed tips. However, we were also told that refusing more than three times was impolite. Therefore the three refusal rule applied. So the trick was then when we were offered a tip to say no, 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 thank you, and grab the money. <laughs> <laughs> take care and keep up the great atmosphere and have a great Disney Those day.
3: Those are sneaky.
5: <laughs>
4: was he a mouse at Cinderella's Royal Table?
5: I, when I was at the American Idol thing last week, I happened to be standing with a bunch of cast members, and I asked them about that. And they all said that they had been trained that it's the three, no, 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 and then take the money, and then they were to give it to somebody a supervisor, manager, something, and then they did something with that money.
6: Put it in their pocket.
5: Yeah, right. probably, <laughs> but I mean, that's what they were trying to do. They went to, to
3: Outback on the way home.
5: Yeah. It's very
3: complicated. <laughs> yeah. You have to deny three times and give to your supervisor and turn around, and do the hokey pokey.
5: Yeah, yeah, really. Or do you have to go, okay, ask me one more time. Right. Yeah. You know? What we keep was getting,
4: that? What'd you say? We keep getting the email of tipping at, um, sort of glorified counter service places where you go up and order your food and somebody brings it to you. Or, And my feeling is if somebody's doing something for
3: you that you feel is worthwhile, a couple of bucks doesn't hurt. right? If they're refilling your drinks, if they're bringing the food and taking the dirty dishes
4: away. If somebody's going and got your kid a high chair. I mean, any number of things. If they're doing something for you in order to make your experience easier or better, We go to a place that we've talked about before called Payway. You walk up to the counter and you order your food. They give you a number and you go sit at your table and somebody brings you your food. We always make a point of leaving a buck or two per person. absolutely. And it's not the 15 or 20%, but it's always, you know, you brought me my food. And chances are, as they walk by your table, they're going to bust your table or they're going to ask you if you want your drink refilled or something like that. So that's my feeling. If you're doing it all yourself, if you're carrying your food to your table, and you 're cleaning your own table and you 're getting your own drinks no you don 't need to leave it to
5: and I also feel if you can 't afford to tip when you go out, then you shouldn 't be going out. Mm. What
6: you do know? you feel about these drive throughs now that when you drive up, they have like little tip jars out, outside, like Starbucks for one, they always have them. Do you think those are places where you should leave a tip i mean they 're making a
0: coffee for you.
6: do I you think tip? if you 're so
0: inclined? I think that you know, I think it 's a little more uh, Uh, It's a little more open to interpretation in places like that than it is at a sit-down restaurant where you're being served a meal. Yeah. And then Uh,
5: there's places like Chili's that you call ahead, and they bring the food out to you. But somebody had to put all that food in the foam container, so I figure then they deserve a tip. And they bring it out to your car. I agree with you.
4: We stop at a coffee place, a local coffee place, and I ask them every time I go in to do something special for me. I make sure that I leave a gratuity for them. If, if I, I was them, just to sing while they make his coffee. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sing and dance for me. And
4: dance. use the tambourine. Um, <laughs> but if I just walked into Starbucks, no, I wouldn't. See, I don't see that that deserves a gratuity. If I just asked you to make what you're supposed to be making. So I guess it all depends on what they're doing for me.
0: Yeah.
4: And it's a personal choice, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Corey. Uh, our next uh, two voicemails are going to play back-to-back because they both basically ask the same question. There seems to be something in the air. I guess maybe it has something to do with Valentine's Day, having just passed. And a couple of our male listeners are uh, uh, coming up with some romantic ideas for their wives on their next trips to Disney World. So we're going to hear from Mark and John. So let's start, I think, with, One of them. with Mark.
2: <laughs> hey, guys. This is Mark from Alabama, Hazard 101 on the boards. This is my first attempt at a voicemail, so forgive me if it doesn't come out that great. Thanks, Will, for all the good information you gave me to do this. I do very little posting, but a lot of surfing for information. I have become addicted to the podcasts, and you guys are great. I went to Disney World last September. My wife loves Disney World, and I had never been. It was our 10th anniversary, and I figured she'd put up with me for this long, so she deserved to go anywhere she wanted. She also dangled the free dining plan like a carrot on a stick, using the pictures posted on the boards. Hey, fat man's got to eat. I came home singing Disney songs and trying to use my key card to buy coffee at the local Starbucks. I guess the magic was over. I started listening to your podcast and became hooked. Before my trip to the world, my only reason to go to Florida was to see the magic or go to the ballet. Now I hear all the great stories and updates and get a fix every week. All that said, we are going to the world in March and seeing my wife has opened my eyes to a new life both when we were married and now to the magic of Disney, I was wanting to combine the two and surprise her by renewing our vows on our next trip. I have searched high and low on the useless Disney site and could find nothing, so I thought I would ask the real pros. It would just be the two of us. So I'm not looking for anything huge, just a little ceremony to tell the woman I love that she is all the magic I need. Well, thanks for everything you do, and keep up the great job on the podcasts.
0: All right, and here is John.
8: Hey, podcast crew. This is John from Virginia, 757 Hokey on the boards. Uh, With no show last week, I went back to some of the archives and listened to a show from summer 2008, I think it was. Julie was wrapping up a series she did on Disney weddings. And Pete, you asked her at the end of the segment if she thought that it was worth it and something that she would be interested in doing if she had to do it all over again. And she said no, but she also said um, maybe something more along the lines of a vow renewal at Castaway K on a Disney cruise. Well, my uh, 10th anniversary is coming up next year in May of 2010, so I'm starting to think along those lines, hopefully get ahead of the game. I went to the Disney website and Googled it, as a matter of fact, just to see if I could find anything out there on uh, Disney vow renewals. Ended up uh, on a Disney site with some information that uh, scared me to death because uh, all I could find was um, vow renewals at the, the parks or at a resort and um, those had a $15,000 minimum price tag attached to them as far as um, uh, an accompanying event like a reception and um, unless some rich relative's that I don't even know about uh, croak between now and then and leave all their stuff to me that's just not even a remote possibility so um, with all of your all's knowledge about uh, the cruise line and um, Disney in general I was wondering if you had any suggestions there I had another idea Um, it would have to be um, either about 7 months earlier or 5 months after our anniversary but um, she is a uh, foodie at heart, and, uh, um, watches the food network constantly, and, uh, likes a little bit of wine every now and then, too, so I was thinking about surprising her with a trip to food and wine, we've never done that before, um, we're DVC members, and, um, I don't know, uh, how easy it might be, from what I understand, it's going to be fairly difficult to book something during food and wine, but, uh, considering giving it a shot, just, um, Wanted to get y'all's take on uh, how a uh, a long weekend or maybe a weekday trip to food and wine in October or something like that might um, play out as a romantic anniversary getaway uh, that's about it uh, any help you can give me I'd appreciate very much thanks a lot
0: all right, well, thanks to both uh, Mark and John. I just want to remind everybody to make sure when you send in your voicemails to please leave us your contact information, either your name on the boards or your email address. Uh, that's kind of important for us. Um, so just want to remind everybody of that. But uh, getting to the question, Mark and John, in terms of vow renewals, I played your vo- voicemails together because my answer to you both is going to be the same, which is Gifts of a Lifetime. Jane Cartelli, we had her on the show. A few months back, uh, Jane uh, does, uh, I think, probably the biggest part of her business is doing vow renewals. And trust me, it's not going to be $15,000. There are some limitations that she has to recognize in respect of Disney's business, but she does them all the time. She's really creative in what she puts together. And these are events that are tailored to you. And uh, she goes through great lengths to... uh, Really, find out what's special to you, what's important to you, to your wife. And really, she comes up with these really, really, really creative ideas. Uh, we do not have a financial relationship with Jane. We have worked with her many, many times in the past. Uh, her business has been around for many years. I really can't recommend them highly enough. Gifts of a Lifetime, we'll go ahead and make sure we put a link up in this week's show notes page so you can find her. Uh, but that is, if you're going to do Valerie Knowles, uh, she is just, she's first class. Everything she does is first class, but you know I've actually been to some of her vow renewal ceremonies, and they're just terrific. She comes up with all sorts of great ideas. Uh, the sky's the limit with her. She's really, really creative. So that would be that would be my suggestion. Jane Cartelli, gifts of a lifetime uh, for your vow renewals.
4: I just have to add something. We've been asked this question a lot. What do I do to make a romantic weekend, a romantic day, a romantic night, whatever? And we've come up with lots of ideas, from Cirque du Soleil tickets to special rooms at hotels and things like that. The single thing that I have gotten the most feedback on, and I'm not tooting my own horn here, but ladies, don't listen to this. Guys, listen. I suggested at one point a man was looking for something that would be low-cost and romantic. And I suggested that he write his wife a letter and give it to her at Disney World. Nothing we've said has gotten the same amount of feedback as doing that. Really, I cannot tell you the number of women who wrote to me and said, will you tell my, wife, my husband to do that? Guys, it's high impact and low cost, and they're looking to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It's point. single most... It's the single largest feedback on anything we've ever said on how to make a romantic trip to Disney. At least that's what I've gotten. So I would just recommend that again. And that doesn't cost a dime.
0: Yep. There you go. Good so getting idea. here does. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that doesn't, though. Right. Good idea. Thank you for that, Kevin. Thank you, Mark and John.
3: Yeah, we had one more question about um, food and wine. Oh, that's right. You right. mentioned uh, he was worried about getting a reservation. I don't think you should worry about getting a reservation for food and wine. I don't, no, not at all. Right. I don't. I think they've made it such a long period of time. You'll find a room. You talked about having DVC. You're going to have a challenge if you're stuck on. I have to have, you know, an Epcot view room or something at Boardwalk. If you have to have a specific room, the one of the ones that are more popular. Yeah, you're going to have trouble getting that room. But if you're flexible, you'll definitely find a room during Food and Wine. So. I don't think that should be a to at all. Yeah, I don't think have no problem with that at all.
4: And he asked about weekdays versus weekends. Weekdays are definitely less crowded than weekends. Oh, no, most certainly. Uh, food and wine is a local, a popular local tradition here in Orlando on weekends. Great.
0: Well, again, thank you, Mark and John, for calling in, and, and kudos to you for thinking about your wives so thoughtfully and uh, wanting to do something special for them. I am sure they will both appreciate that, so. You guys take notes. This is a good idea. Your wives deserve it. All right. Our next voicemail comes to us from Brenda, who uh, listened to our Fort Wilderness review and has a tip for anybody considering staying at Fort Wilderness in a campground. So here is Brenda.
9: Hi, podcast crew. My name is Brenda Cat on the boards. I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed the Fort Wilderness campground review from last week. I did want to add one thing. Um, My family and I have camped out at Fort Wilderness a couple of times over the last year, and we stayed in a tent. The first time we stayed in um, the Loop 2000, and we were one of the last ones probably to check in because the campground was nearly full, and our campsite was actually located directly next to the bus stop. Well, I can tell you that if this happens to you when you arrive, uh, I would definitely try to change your site because we were up until the buses were running, which was 2 o'clock in the morning because it was taking people back. Uh, People would go out, I guess, to downtown Disney and then come back and use the bus system. But those buses are so incredibly loud that it kept us up until 2 a.m., and it became a miserable situation. I tried to complain and try to have it site changed for us, but um, nothing could be done because the campground was full. The next time we camped, we camped in the Loop 400, and it was a completely different situation. Um, this definitely changed our whole experience. We weren't as cranky the next day. And I just thought some of your listeners might want to know when they're booking a vacation at the campground that it's important to make sure uh, to make a request uh, that their tent site not be near an actual bus stop because that really will affect your vacation. I love all that you do. I listen to every one of your podcasts. Keep up the good work. And... Hope to see you at the park someday.
0: Well, thank you very much for that, Brent. That's a great tip. I didn't even thought of that. Very bad yeah, tip, especially if you're in a tent because you're going to hear everything.
7: It was cold when we were there, so I had the windows open, and I could hear the bus. I mean, after a while, I got tired and went to sleep. Anyway, but you could because they come very frequently, like every fifteen minutes. So, and they're pretty loud. So, if you were in a tent, you'd be up all night. She's absolutely right.
4: It's never going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh yeah, that's a tip Pete needs. It's Next not time a, we stay in a tent. Yeah. Not a problem I'm ever going to have. but uh, No, I, I a lot of people do camp out there, and it's a really, really good tip. Uh, pay attention to what, you know, make sure you request that you're not in anywhere near one of the bus stops because, yeah, those buses are loud. They really are. So, great tip. Thank you very much for calling that in, Brenda. Well, else has an email they'd like to read?
3: I do. I just spilled the soda everywhere. It was, it was empty. It was, it was empty. <laughs> Eek. <laughs> Come down there, Ray.
0: (laughs) 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 Georgia. (laughs) Kevin's got his dark ray bands on. They
7: they can't see this on radio, so we need to say he's got dark ray bands on. Mine was actually addressed
3: to me. Hi, John.
0: Self-serving. Really.
3: I have a bit of a desperate question, and I know it's a long shot. Well, maybe more of a Hail Mary pass with one second to go. Oh, you were so preaching to the wrong crowd. Can I (laughs) I have some... What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all too funny. Is that a religious question? <laughs> I don't While on board the Disney Magic last fall, my husband and I booked a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise for June of this year to surprise our 23-year-old twin daughters to celebrate their college graduations. Nice. The payment is coming due, and now, in light of the current economic trends, my husband is wondering if it's really wise to spend this type of money on a trip. At the same time, the girls are so excited, I can't imagine bringing up the subject of postponing or canceling the trip. We asked Disney Cruise Line about changing from two staterooms down to one, but I guess because of the way Disney books and raises prices as the ship fills up, it would only save us about $400. I checked on the website, and there are still staterooms available for the cruise in several categories. Do you think there is any chance at all that Disney would renegotiate the price with us rather than lose the booking? Absolutely, positively no.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no. (laughs) They are
3: not going to negotiate. They are not going to change their price just for you. As unusual as this sounds, they will rather have an empty stateroom. So there's the answer to that. I also noticed that you can find a few Disney cruises on the quote-unquote last-minute cruise special websites. Is this worth the risk to cancel and maybe try to pick up a last-minute deal? Here's the deal with Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line does not allow travel agents to reduce the price of cruises. Right, it's against their policy. If you if you do that, you can no longer sell Disney Cruise Line uh, vacations. If someone is offering you a, a price that's less than what Disney Cruise Line has, run don't walk away from that. There's something funny going on.
0: Well, I, I mean, in, in, there are cases where, if, like, we have group space, right? That's a little different. But
3: not definitely not a last minute deal.
0: Yeah, no such yeah, there's no right. such thing as a last minute deal. And
3: I'll explain course. why that is too, because when you hold group when a travel agent holds group space in a cruise, they have to turn that unused group space in four months ahead of time. So nowhere last minute are you gonna get a, a deal. What some travel agencies are doing is they're taking your money and only paying Disney the cruise fare portion and they're keeping back their commission. And this is one way for them to reduce the price of a cruise, which Disney Cruise Line doesn't allow, but it also causes problems when people go to make their Palo reservation or their children's programming reservations because they find out that their cruise, their cruise technically, technically wasn't paid in full on time because of the point at which the travel agent will hold back their commission. I don't want to disparage any other travel agent. I don't want to... Say anything specific, however, it's very unlikely you're going to find a last minute deal where someone is selling a cruise less than Disney Cruise Line. That's why you see most travel agencies will offer things like shipboard credits. Shipboard credits, yeah. That's where Disney Cruise Line has allowed travel agents to offer uh, clients a discount of some sort. So please be careful of that. The only thing I can suggest is once you get to the port, ask about an upgrade. If there are empty staterooms, if you're nice if you talk to them there's always a possibility that someone might upgrade you to another stateroom there's also a possibility that you could pay a little bit less for an upgrade at the port but don't don't run the risk of ruining the vacation and trying to get a last minute deal i agree you might the only thing is you might want to consider is uh going at a different time i know the kids are set on it and all that stuff but you know, We hate to see anybody, too, get into debt over going on a Especially
0: diseases. if you're going in June. Those are, Those you know, are tend the, to be pricier cruises. Exactly.
4: If you're looking to go in one stateroom and you're willing to share one stateroom and you change your travel date, you might be able to save a great deal of money. It's just that because of the tier pricing on the ship you're on, on the travel date you're on, that you're only going to save a couple hundred dollars. A lot of times you will be able to find... A less expensive cruise. The other thing I would consider is if the money is really a big deal, consider going on a four-day. You know, you'd still be going about the same time. You wouldn't have to postpone it, and you would get to go on a cruise. You just wouldn't get to go for as long.
0: Right.
5: But then I'd also say, you know, I mean, how long are your daughters going to be around and available to take this cruise that maybe it's worth spending that little bit of extra money to make those memories that you're going to have – for years and years instead of trying to go, well, geez, I can do it in six months and I can do it in 10 months. You know, this might be the perfect time for you all to get together.
3: All tough decisions to make in the current economy. You know, I mean, we don't want, uh, you never want somebody to to go into debt for a vacation. You don't want to be in a place where you're uncomfortable. But I think there's a lot of people who are just worried in general about spending money and what if and what might happen and will I lose my job? So these are all things you got to consider.
4: One more thing, and I don't mean to belabor this point, but keep in mind your final payment date. If you make decisions after your final payment date, you are going to enter the penalty phase and you're going to start losing money, and I don't want you to do that. So keep in mind when your final payment date is make any permanent decisions Before before that.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much. Our final voicemail this week comes to us from Chuck Who has some questions about tours at Walt Disney World So here is Chuck
4: Hey guys, this is Chuck calling from Maryville, Tennessee I was listening to one of your older episodes And heard a review of the Undiscovered Future World Tour in Epcot And it got me thinking about some of the other tours around the world that that we could go on And I just kind of wanted to hear uh, your take on some of these other tours out there are they worth it? Are they not? Um, we will be going to the World in September of 9 and would like to try one. We've never done any of them before and just wanted to hear your opinions. Uh, it's just me and my wife, and we're able to get around fine so we don't have any issues there, and we'll be staying at Boardwalk Villas where DVC members there, So any help that you could give us would be great. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, I mean, there are a ton of tours that are available at Walt Disney World, we will include a link on the show notes page to uh, the Diz, uh, the list on the Diz that shows all the current tours, pricing, and requirements. Uh, I can tell you the backstage magic tour that we did uh, a few weeks ago was awesome. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of walking, a lot of walking. Your legs are tired at the end of it, but it was worth it. It was really, it was a tremendous trip. Uh,
3: I think every tour we've reviewed. Everyone has said it's worth it. Uh, Keys to the Kingdom is worth it. That's a lot of walking. That's a lot of walking, too. But, I mean, it's great stuff. Um, Behind the Seeds at Epcot is great. You guys did the Segway tours you thought were really good. That's fun. I especially think if you're a Disney fan and you're really interested in backstage stuff or stuff that not everybody knows about, I think uh, a tour is definitely worth it for you. Isn't
4: there a garden tour and an architecture tour? Yep. So yeah, find the one that appeals to you. Find the one that piques your interest and take that one. I, I haven't heard anybody ever say that they didn't like it.
3: The regret of going, no, no,
4: Yeah,
0: no, every it's... every tour I've ever done, I've always ended up walking away saying that was worth it. Even mm-hmm. if I thought going in it was expensive, like the Backstage Magic Tour. I mean, like $200. like, okay, that's you know, pricey.
4: <laughs> but you came out thinking that it was worth $200. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No,
0: hands down. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Same thing with the VIP tour we did out at Universal in California, where... It was you know like okay two hundred dollars it 's a lot of money, but I get to spend three and a half hours in the back lot, walking around the back lot at Universal Studios it was so worth it yeah. at the, on, on a, at a movie studio and seeing stuff nobody gets to see on the back lot tour
5: that sounds like one of those priceless you know it really was
0: claim. it really was, and so I mean, I know Disney does their tour as well, we really enjoyed, I really enjoyed i don 't know about Walter. I really enjoyed the walk and Waltz footsteps out in Disneyland we were out there we're going to talk about that next week uh, but yeah it was uh, Disney does their tours really well so we'll include a link on the show notes page to uh, uh, all the, the list of all the current tours that Disney has available and uh, it's absolutely a uh, uh, it's absolutely worth it so I'm sure you'll be able to find something and with that we will close our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Stay out of the damn links.